Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor here at Northwood Baptist Church in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. And you are listening to episode 167 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. And Pastor, you know what? I've been hearing about people binging. Binging. They are binging listening to our to our podcast, which is kind of amazing. Yeah, I don't binging sometimes is a bad thing. <laughs> but connecting faith to life. I mean, <laughs> well, if you're come binge on. listening, we appreciate you binge listening. <laughs> and uh, that's that's a lot of me and you, Pops. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I don't want to binge it's mostly, listen to me. It's mostly you. Well, that's that's still that's a lot of my nasally voice, and I, I don't I don't know. Oh well, anyway, you have that Adonis sounding voice, right? The the the. I do. I try. Yeah, I try hard. You really do. Uh, anyway, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I enjoy I enjoy uh, doing the microphone so thing. Well, keep on binge listening. We appreciate it. Uh, but anyway, thank you for listening and get your friends out there. And as you listen, even if you're binge listening, uh, make sure that other people know about our pro, uh, podcast. And as people listen, they are enjoying it. I, we, I just talked to a man that told me today, don't quit. We are enjoying the podcast. So We're going to eventually uh, run out of things to talk about, Pops. I know. No, we won't. You we don't think so? We got 66 <laughs> books of the Bible, brother. We'll, we'll, right, we'll, we'll, keep, we'll, we'll keep it up. Keep on going. So whether you tell them on Facebook or Twitter, text, personal, at your family reunions, whatever you do, uh, just invite people to listen to Connecting Faith to Life. Um, Pastor, you know, one, one interesting thing that uh, we don't often talk about, but we want to do really well. And is that's, talk. Is commu- exactly. <laughs> we don't talk about talking. We learn how to talk. Uh, we, we don't communicate well. Yeah, sometimes um, we don't. I, I was talking to a brother and he would say, I just want to be able to communicate better with my family. Yeah. Um, you know, and I always can think, think of communication as the oil, like uh, oil in your car that yeah. keeps it running. Yeah. If you don't have oil, that commu- oil of communication in yeah. your relationships, uh, you're going to flounder. Yeah. Communication is such a big deal. So you think about it, uh, Trey, how did God create the world? How? Yeah. Uh, with the with his voice, he with spoke. communication, he spoke. Yeah, you think about the Old Testament and how many times God shows up and he speaks, mm-hmm. speaks to Moses, and right? God said over yeah, and over and again. That's right. He words. speaks to his people. I mean, God, God's a speaking God. He reveals Himself to mm-hmm. us in His Word. Right. We get to know God by what He says to us in His Word. Jesus, in the beginning, was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Jesus is called the Word. Mm-hmm. He is the ultimate revelation of God. Just this idea to me, right that that, you know, God wants us to know him. And so the way that God allows us to know him is he communicates to us. Ultimately, he communicates his love to us through his son, through his death and resurrection. God is a communicating God. You get to know someone well by what they say. That's exactly right. If you want to get to know someone, that's really the only way. I mean, you you have to communicate. You have Mm -hmm. to open your mouth and talk, right? And and then, you know, there's some of us that that just really do. We struggle with communication. And and all of our personalities are different. Like, I, I don't have a problem talking. I like to talk. I sometimes talk too much, I sure don't you know, have I mean, a problem. yeah, I mean, some of us talk too much. Some of us talk too little. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know, those people too, that, that, you know, just have a hard time, just maybe more introverted or whatever the case may be. And, and, and just have a hard time getting out what's in their hearts and minds, you know, so you have both ends of the spectrum. And so how can someone like me 
learn how to not talk so much sometimes? And then how can people like uh, others that maybe struggle to communicate well uh, learn how to you know open their mouths a little bit more? So communication really is a tricky thing. And 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 you think about mm-hmm. relationships. Relationships thrive, like you said, Trey, when communication is good. Mm-hmm. Feel like you're a good communicator, pops. Uh, I know with my wife, I communicate too much. She said, can you just be quiet a little bit? I just need some quiet. Um, but, uh, you know, yesterday she's trying to do her schoolwork and I, all I want to do is talk. So I'm, yeah. ki- I'm kind of the, uh, woman in the relationship. <laughs> you know, would you please be quiet and let me do my thing. Anyway, oh, man. Well, it's the um, opposite with us. Now, Stacy and I are both talkers, but at home she tends to talk a lot more than I do. I mean, I, mean, I feel like I, I'm obviously in in our career path, we do a lot of talking. We do, you know, and and so sometimes I just want to come home and and, and not talk so much, and say right? Nothing. But Stacy's been there all day with the kids or whatever, and she's ready to talk. And so mm. trying to, you know, meet her need there and and listen and ha- engage that conversation, it can be a challenge, you know. And and um, I I think all of us, the reality is, all of us need to work on our communication skills and be better communicators because it is hard. It is hard, and I, I've learned over the years that really, when it comes to communication, when when you take the time to communicate well, you are really giving that person you're communicating yeah, with a you gift. Are. You give are. them a gift when you communicate well. And what I've also learned about communication too is when you're willing to give that gift, when you're willing to take the time to talk to somebody and listen and engage well, um, uh, it it is an act of selflessness. Yeah. Because you by communicating well with somebody, you are have to you are having to think about their needs and how to best uh, encourage them and minister to them in that conversation. So good communication it really is an act of selflessness, and so so it's really important I think to learn how to communicate well. And so what I want to do today is I want to talk about some barriers to communication. Okay, what keeps us from communicating well, and then we'll come back on our next episode and talk about some some helps for communication. All come from scripture. This is going to be really uh, practical I think. Uh, a lot of the passages we're going to look at as we talk this come right from the book of Proverbs. Mm -hmm. Proverbs has so much to teach us about communication. So I think this is going to help you, Trey. Yeah, there you go. Maybe I'll, (laughs) I'll learn how not to communicate so much. Oh uh, man. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, anyway, we'll see what we can do. I thank you. I thank the Lord for a patient wife that lets me talk. Right, right. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Um, so I, I, one question I do have, I think is what, what, and maybe you answered it, but in my brain, why do we struggle? You know, when this man tells me I'm having a hard time in my relationships to communicate. Yeah. Why? Well, I know that we have different personalities and everything, mm-hmm. but where does it come from? Yeah. This idea that we can't communicate. What, yeah. what is it? Is it selfishness? Is yeah. it, uh, what is it? I think it's a combination of things. I think it is personality that some of us are more, are more prone towards, uh, being an introvert or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. And, and, and we just, we're, we're just not comfortable maybe, you know, mm. uh, uh, talking as much and, or, or when we do talk, it's, it's, you know, for me, like an extrovert, uh, there's, there's, there's not, it's not that introverts don't want to talk. They do want to talk. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. But, but, but introverts long for those deeper conversations. Right. And mm. we'll, we'll typically kind of hold back and, and save that conversation for those conversations that really, really matter. Where someone who's like us, Trey, more extrovert, we can shoot the breeze about anything. <laughs> That's exactly right. right. Just whatever. When we just, we just can't stop talking, you know, and a lot of times for us extroverts, we never, and I know this is for me. Sometimes I, I never get past the surface talk. 
I can talk all day about nothing, mm-hmm. right? And then getting to that deep conversation that requires me to listen more carefully and be more thoughtful in my responses. I mean, I, I just think kind of, so for me, it's, it's personality. Uh, I think, you know, the reason why we struggle is is we don't understand who we are sometimes. Uh, part of it is a sin issue, mm-hmm. right? That that the reason why we struggle to communicate in our marriages is because uh, I take time. I, I, I fail to take the time in my own marriage sometimes to listen well yeah. and respond well with, with thoughtful, encouraging um communication to my spouse or in other relationships as well, right? So a lot of it is that that selfishness that creeps into relationships that keeps you from communicating well. Uh, and and honestly, some of us have just never learned mm. because maybe growing up in our homes, we did not see modeled for us I was healthy say, communication. Some of that is, is yeah, just how yeah. it was modeled it was, before we, us. Yeah, I mean, because I really do believe at the same time, communication, communication is a skill that you learn. You learn how over time, as you have it modeled for you, as you think about it, you learn how to communicate well. So I think it's a, a variety of reasons why uh, we, we, we fail to communicate well while we struggle with it. So we'll see. I, I once knew a man that said, uh, his wife said he never told me he loved me, mm. you know, at, at, since we've been married. And they've been married like 30 years. Yeah. And so he said, if I change my mind, I'll let you know. <laughs> right. You know, and I think, I know that's a little funny, but the truth is, is that some men, we think we've already said it. We've yeah. said it once. You yeah. heard it. You knew what I meant. Why do I need to keep on repeating the same thing? Well, but, because you know why. Yeah. How, how do your, how, 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 when you, you know, you parent your kids, how do you teach them something mm-hmm. by telling the same thing over and over and over and over and over Line upon line, right. precept upon precept. Yeah. yeah that just over repetition and, over again. and all those kind of things. So, yeah. All right. First barrier. I don't take time to listen. Yeah. So the reason why we struggle with communication sometimes and and a barrier to communication is we just fail to listen. Mm -hmm. We fail to take the time to sit down, look at somebody face to face, look them in the eyes and actually listen to what they're saying. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the scripture that that you probably have know you've underlined in your Bible. uh, James says the half brother of Jesus. James says this. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to get angry. So for someone like me and you, Trey, mm-hmm. this, this is when we need to take the heart. Yeah, I agree. Right? I agree. Uh, because, because I am not slow to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you, if you, um, you ask me a question, I want to give you an answer, right? Uh, I, I am sometimes slow to listen because I want to go ahead sometimes and tell you what I think, give you my opinion, what I think you should do. And I'm already, you know, I know in my home with, with Stacy, um, I'm already giving her advice before she, she even finishes the <laughs> The, the, the kinda, statement she's making, right? Wife, yeah, the, I know what you can do. I know what you need to do. I know what you need to do, right? I, mean, I even heard what she said, you know? My my wife literally, she said, just hear me out. Yeah, yeah. Just hear me out. Be well, quiet I don't want to hear you out. I want to tell you what to do. So that, but that's, you know, that's my problem is sometimes yeah. I, I, in my marriage, I fail to take the time to listen because I'm already thinking about what I need to tell you mm. to make your problem go away, mm-hmm. to make life a little better or to yeah. help you here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and and that, that in part is, is you know, just generally speaking, uh, a difference between men and women, right? That, mm-hmm. that men, we, we're always thinking about how to fix things. Oh, when, we are. When women, that, that's not necessarily sometimes what they want. They just want to be heard. And, mm-hmm. and so learning how to, to let my mouth slow down mm-hmm. and my ears speed up mm-hmm. uh, is, is a challenge. But, but that really is a barrier to good communication. A barrier to good communication is a failure to just take the time to listen to what someone else is saying. When, when I do marital counseling and premarital counseling, we talk a lot about active listening. Yeah. Uh, you know, anybody can passively listen. Passively listen is I'm sitting there with a the remote in my hand, watching the ball game while Stacy's trying to say something in my ear. 
right? Yeah, the, the sounds are getting yeah, to yeah, you yeah, here, but that's yeah, it. Yeah, here is, I know she's in the room. She's saying something. I don't, I don't know what she's talking about, but she's saying something. That's kind of that. Oh. And, and, and I do. I pick up every third word she's saying, so I can get the gist of what she's saying and I, while I'm still. But that doesn't show her that I'm intently listening, that I'm actively listening mm-hmm. to her. I might have heard what she said, but my mind is engaged somewhere else. It's engaged on that Georgia game as they're just kind of... Uh, annihilating you know south carolina right that's what i'm focused on and not what she's saying to me in the moment and so the act of listening is turning away from the game looking her in the eyes and and hearing what she's saying and then responding with oh so i hear what you're saying Mm -hmm. you're saying and then kind of repeating it back to her in a sense so that she knows that i've heard her right and in every relationship, that act of listening is really important. I think we get really good at passive listening, that kind of listening while we're multitasking, doing something else, but we don't take the time to actually drop what we're doing, look someone in the eyes and hear what they're saying and then acknowledge that we've heard what they're saying. I feel like if I can't, I don't need to always repeat what they say. Yeah. But if I can't repeat what they say, then I have not listened. That's right. Does that that's make right. sense? Yeah, absolutely. And so that's kind of my standard. Yep. And I realize when I've not listened. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I say, you got to say that again because I have no idea right, what you said. Right, right. You know, so anyway. So I don't take time to listen. First barrier. Second barrier. I don't think before oh, I speak. Oh, here's the. That's the <laughs> tough man, one. Pops, this is a hard one, one, isn't it? Listen yes. to what the, the Bible says in Proverbs 12, 18. There is one who speaks rashly. When we think about that word rashly, uh, that could be uh, in the sense of, of, of just speaking with, with kind of that harmful tone in your voice yeah. that, or just thinking, or just the idea of I'm not thinking before I speak, I'm just going to let it all fly, right? Mm-hmm. So there is one who speaks rashly like a piercing sword, mm. wow. but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Or you think about this passage, probably real familiar to you, a mm-hmm. gentle answer turns away wrath, Proverbs 15, 1, but a harsh word stirs up wrath. Uh, or think about this one. Do you see someone who speaks too soon? There is more hope for a fool than for oh him. Boy. Proverbs 29, Ouch. 20. So just the idea, right? That, like I said a moment ago, you know, Stacy can be telling me something mm-hmm. and I'm already trying to figure out what I need to say to her to, to help her make the problem go away instead mm-hmm. of actually listening to her. Uh, that, that just idea of speaking too soon, not thinking about what I'm saying and not thinking about how the words that I'm saying yeah. might be perceived with somebody from somebody else, right? And so, I mean, I, I feel like I, I'm pretty good. I mean, I've been doing this a long time. I feel like, you know, and in, in there, there are situations in life where I know I need to watch my words. Mm-hmm. I need to slow down. I need to listen to what somebody's saying and respond with wisdom, right? In, in, in the ministry that, that I'm in, that, that's necessary. Mm-hmm. But in casual conversation, you know, I, sometimes I just don't think about that. If you're, if, if you're coming to me with a problem, Trey, mm-hmm. I'm going to slow down. I'm going to listen. I'm going to give you a thoughtful response, sure. right? But, but we're, we're just shooting the breeze. You're just going to say whatever. I won't say whatever. Yeah. Well, that's not wise either because I, I, in, in every situation, I need to learn to be careful with my words, to, to, to not that I'm saying anything bad or whatever the case may be, but, but learn how to listen more. And when I do speak, speak with wisdom and speak with kindness and speak in a way that honors the Lord, right? Now, I hope I'm doing that a lot, but I just need to think more before I let words fly out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. I love it when my wife says these words, did you know what you said? <laughs> <laughs> I go, uh, uh, no. obviously I don't. No. Um, but you know, the Bible says that, uh, and I wish it, it's in Proverbs. I wish I knew the scripture, but it says in many words, there is sin. Yeah. And yeah. because I'm That's such right. a, when such a, because I'm such a talker, I end up saying things that get me in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. You know? you, and that's the thing too, learning that, uh, you know, once you say it, you can't take it back. You can try. You can try all you want. And you can apologize. You can but apologize. Still, that, but still, that will come back. Don't and haunt say you. it at all. Yeah. You know? And so that, that's 
a barrier to communication. And, and, and honestly, when, when you do that over and over again, people don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Because that's the barrier. You the, feel, they feel unapproachable. The, yeah. Yeah. You're like, unapproachable. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah. So, so just understanding that, that the more you, you talk without thinking, mm. uh, that, that barrier does present a barrier in your relationships because you're going to become that person that people just don't want to turn to for conversation mm-hmm. because they know they're not going to be heard that all you're going to do is just spout off at the mouth. And so that's mm-hmm. not good either. Right. So just understand, uh, that, that, that sometimes, um, it really is a barrier when you don't think before you speak. Okay. First barrier. I don't take time to listen. Second barrier. I don't think before I speak. Third barrier is this. I talk too much about myself. Yeah. Think about this. Proverbs 27, two says this, let another praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your mm. own lips. We've all been around those kind of people. Oh, and, and let's just be honest. It's difficult sometimes to be around these kind of people that love to talk about themselves and what they've done. Mm-hmm. Right. I call them lecturers. They, they're there to tell stories, <laughs> tell stories about or, themselves. Yeah, typically yeah. And, uh, you go, Oh, another story. Yeah. Or they so. want to throw around their credentials. Look what I've accomplished. Yeah, or I, I did yeah. this at work and man, I'm so proud of myself. And, just that kind of that boastful attitude and always boasting yeah. about where they've been, what they've done, what they've accomplished, what they've seen, all those kind of things. And <clears throat> I guess there's a place, right, to to kind of talk about, you know, some accomplishments here and there, or I guess. But what, what the proverb says is, you know, let someone else boast about you. Yeah. Let someone else point out, you know, how you've contributed to whatever. Don't do it yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so, so just be aware of that. That's a barrier of communication because I know for me, and you probably know for yourself, Trey, uh, it's difficult sometimes to be around people who are always talking about themselves and what they've done and what they've seen and what they've accomplished, right? I've just found over the years that, that, that people I really want to engage in conversation mm-hmm. are those wise people mm-hmm. that know when to speak. And, and those people, you know, people like this, Trey, I know you do, uh, that there are some people, you know, that when they speak, you better listen. Oh yeah, I agree. And there's some people that I don't want to listen to, you know what I'm saying? But then there's those people that when they speak, I know I better listen. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of person I want to be. I want to work towards that, that when I speak, people think I'm, I, I need to listen to that. He's got some wisdom to what he's saying. Yeah, the the words I hate to hear is don't listen to whoever. Yeah. Sometimes it's even me. And, <laughs> you know, I'll say probably more often than not, you know, don't listen to him. He's always saying something. He's always has to say something about everything. Right, right, right. You know, those people that seem to be experts on everything you say. And, uh, you know, I, I, I have talked about my aortic dissection yeah. before and people, oh, I had an aortic dissection too. I yeah. almost died twice as much as you. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> never, ever enough. And they, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to share my testimony, yeah. what, what happened to me. And they, they go off on a tangent and yeah. tell me all about it. Like I'm going, okay, well, and yeah. you just listen, but anyway, yeah, just the, 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 the desire that some of us have to always one up the other mm-hmm. person. You and, did that. I did better. Yeah, and I tend, I tend to again. I listen to somebody with the preview that I am about to tell them what I want to say. Yeah. So I'm only listening to them as I'm formulating what I'm about to say. <laughs> right. That's the only reason I'm oh, listening. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. So absolutely. that's bad too. So anyway, that, that and that has to do with talking about ourselves. Absolutely. I think. Uh, number four barrier, fourth barrier. I make promises I can't keep. I make promises I can't keep. Listen to what the Bible says in Proverbs 20, 25. It is a trap for anyone to dedicate something rashly and later to reconsider his vows. Mm. In other words, it's, 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 it's not good. When you say to someone, hey, I promise you I'm going to do this for you. But then later you come along and say, I, you know what? I just couldn't get it done. 
I, I just couldn't make it happen. We've talked about this a number of times, Trey. The, uh, the when we have a tendency to overpromise yeah, and underdeliver, under yeah, you know, and 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 what happens with that when you overpromise and underdeliver, you become what in the eyes of somebody else untrustworthy. untrustworthy. Yeah, the next time they have a need, it's unlikely they're going to come to you and ask mm-hmm. because you've promised before and you weren't good to your word that is a barrier to communication it's a barrier to communication in your marriage when you promise your spouse oh, i'm boy. gonna be here for and, and then you, you don't, don't show, show up. up i'm gonna do this for you when i get home and you don't do it yeah. um you're a barrier in communication to your children mm-hmm. when you over promise and under deliver and it's, your children uh, i'm not saying your wife doesn't remember but your child seems to hang on to that yeah. they remember that yeah. time you didn't show up at the football game that's that right. you're supposed to they that's remember right. that time you're going to be at the at the at the music thing they were doing this yeah. you know and you didn't you were it, if you came you came almost at the end and things like that and so i tried and again i'm far from perfect but i tried to be at everything my child did yeah. as much as it was up to me you know and when it wasn't i explained to them uh, Deacon so-and-so's in the hospital and dying of a heart attack. I have to be there, you know, those kind of things. So anyway, yeah. So when there are times that the promise that you made is just going to have to be broken because of life, we live in a broken world. So, you know, make sure that you're doing promises. And the other thing I've found is don't make promises if all the time, you know, say, I'm going to do my best. Yeah. I always tell people in the lobby, email me and let me know. And I'll get to that this week. That's right. I'm not going to tell them that I can do it today. Absolutely. You know, cause there's absolutely. no way I know I've found absolutely. that out. There's just yeah. no way I can do it today. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, yeah, just, but that's, that's a big deal. And so just learning how to be true to your word and, and just being clear about what you can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm the same way, Trey. If someone asked me something in the lobby, um, I, I just can't give an answer. It, typically on a Sunday morning, if I get asked about something, um, I, the reality is I'm not going to remember by the time I walk out the door exactly. what you asked me for. Because, you know, just the way it works. We've, we've got a lot of people here and people are asking all kinds of things. And I, and I, I want to be asked. And so I'll typically say someone the same thing. Hey, I want to talk to you about that. Email me this week so we can talk about it. Or give yeah. me a phone call, text me, whatever. Remind me about this. Because otherwise, I'm just not. I mean, so, so just, you know being able to minister to needs of people, but at the same time, just being realistic, right? And so just in your conversations with, with your wife, with your kids, just be realistic. Hey, I, I want to do that for you, uh, but I can't make any promises. I'm going to do my best to make it happen, right? Exactly. And just like using that kind of language is helpful because when you when you overpromise and underdeliver, deliver uh, you end up becoming untrustworthy in the eyes of others. And you really have to be careful of that. <laughs> My children used to say, when I said things like that, they would say, that means no, right? <laughs> right, exactly, exactly, absolutely. And I said, no, daddy really is going to try. But anyway, uh, so we make promises that we can't keep. That's a huge barrier. And uh, number five, I want to be understood more than I want to understand. Yeah, yeah, this is a huge one in communication. Listen to what the Proverbs says in Proverbs eighteen thirteen. The one who gives an answer before he listens, this is foolishness and disgrace for him. Now, we've already talked about this. This is Proverbs 18, 13. We've already mm-hmm. talked about this, but think about it from this context, right? Um, when, when someone is communicating with me, talking with me, I want to make sure they understand me. Mm. This, is why, this is why I jump the gun. This is why I don't listen sometimes to what that person is saying all the way through because I want to make sure they hear my voice and understand where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. right? So, so, so I want to be understood, yeah. but sometimes I don't want to understand somebody else. And so, so good communication is before I make an attempt uh, for you to understand where I'm coming from, I first want to understand where you're coming from, your point of view, what you're going through, what your experience is. So 
then I can speak with wisdom into your situation. So, so it's not about me being understood so much as me understanding you, because when I understand you, where your heart is and what's going on, then I'm going to be able to speak with wisdom into your life. I will say there is a balance there yeah, because there I, there, I've, I've had people where I said, tell me where you're coming from two and a half hours later, <laughs> they're done. <laughs> and so, you know, you have to know when to say, okay, let's speak into this a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I yeah, do yeah. need to yeah. speak in yeah, somewhere absolutely, here. Absolutely. Yeah, I think you came to hear yeah. uh, some wisdom or yeah. some help. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that, so there is a balance, but certainly that is the case where uh, we are, it's, it's a, typically bad communication is when it's about us. That's Everything right. you said here, Bad communications when it's about me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Good communication is when I am pouring Considering my the person exactly. in front of me. Good conversationalists yeah. are people that listen to other people's stories, yeah. ask questions about them, and all those. Those are good conversationalists. Yeah. So yeah. you're asking about them. You're finding out about them. They do most of the talking, and they come away from the conversation think, man, that is that was a great conversation yeah. because you've been interested in them. Right, right. Now, and someone who apparently did this pretty well, and I know as soon as I bring this name up, people are going to say, wow, really? But that was one of the things that Bill Clinton had a reputation for. Remember mm, that? Yeah. That people always talk about how Bill Clinton was able to make everybody in the room felt like they were the most important person Yeah, they're in the important. Room. Yeah. You know? Now, now, did he think that about everybody in the room? Probably not. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a political agenda just like all politicians, but but he had that ability, apparently. I never made him, so I wouldn't know. But he had the ability, apparently, to make every person in the room feel like they were most important. Mm-hmm. You know, and that I think that skill that he had was just the skill to just listen and to try to understand before he spoke. I mean, I don't know. I, I never met him, but I'm just saying that, that, that you know people like that. There's some people that just have that reputation of, you know, they make me feel like I'm the most important person in the room. We try to actually do that in guest services. Yeah, yeah. People come in the door. For that five, eight minutes yeah. that I have them, I want them to know that they are the most important person yeah. to me. Yeah. And right then at that moment. And so I think people appreciate that. And yeah. I, te- I try, we teach that to all of our guest yeah. services. Yeah, people. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. That we want them to feel like, hey, I'm important to this church. I matter. Yeah. You know. I like being here. That's right. You know, that's, that's the right. idea. And it's going to be the same in, in our, in our relationships. You know, I like that person, you know, yeah. because I matter that's to them. Right. They that's listen right. to that's me. Right. All that's those right. things matter. So, um, you can take some of the things that we learn how to minister and, yeah. t- and actually transfer them to our relationships, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. All right. Well, pastor, this has been, we got three more. We're uh, not done. We are. I got three more. I only gave you one page. There's your second page. All right, Pastor. Sorry about that. We do have to be fast. We're running out of time. I'll give it to you. All right, my Number bad. six. Six barrier to communication. I'm not honest. Proverbs 19.1. Better a poor person who lives with integrity than someone who has deceitful lives and is a fool. Now, wow. that probably goes without saying that mm-hmm. we all know that, you know, dishonesty is a barrier in communication. But come on now. How many of us aren't really truthful with our words all the time? Mm-hmm. That's another one of those things that that really does break down the trust when you're not willing to be honest in every situation, mm-hmm. right? Again, that is, you can't trust somebody no. if you can't, yeah. you know, if they're always exaggerating. That's the thing. A lot of people exaggerate. Yeah, tell yeah. fish and yeah. stories. That's what right. I call that's it. right. That's right. All right, number seven barrier. I'm not willing to be corrected. Yeah. But that's part of communication. Listen to what it says in Proverbs 15.5. Now, this speaks of a a father and his son, but the Mm -hmm. the principle applies. A fool despises his father's discipline, but a person who accepts correction is sensible. Mm. Sometimes in communication, that's important, that I need to be willing to to let that person I'm talking to point out me where I might be off base. 
where I might be incorrect, where I might be wrong with my wife, right? I don't need to be so defensive when I'm trying to prove my point. Oh, yeah. If she sees a flaw in me or a sin in me, I need to be willing to let her correct me in that and vice versa. You see that, that, that willingness to be corrected, that humility that says, okay, help me understand where I might be wrong really is powerful in communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've told this story before, but I remember that time I was so proud of myself and I, I said, you know, I can be, uh, you know, I keep my word. I keep yeah. my word to our church. I keep my word. And I was so proud of myself. And my wife looked at me and said to everybody, but your family. Oh, oh, oh. And, you know, that was a corrective moment, corrective yeah. moment that I've never forgotten. Yeah. You learned. And, uh, yeah. At least at that moment I was listening. Yeah, absolutely. And so I began the process of saying, okay, how can I make that better in mm, my family? Mm. So listen to your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to your husband. They, you know, we husbands tend to be corrective, but our wives, they really do. Almost 99% of the time, they want the best for us. They they do. They're not trying to run us down. They're saying, hey, this is how you can be better. All right. Absolutely. And number eight, uh, the last barrier is this. I don't think about how I can encourage. Yeah, so just listen to this passage. Very familiar. Ephesians 4.29. No foul language should come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need so that gives grace to those mm, who hear. That's I such that a scripture. great verse. Just that reminder, right? Because we all have a tendency to let foul, and when I say foul language, we're not just talking about cuss words, right? We're talking about <laughs> foul language being anything that, that tears somebody down, yeah. uh, that that with your words, you're using those words to, to hurt rather than to bless. Uh, don't let those things come out of your mouth. Only those words that are good to build build somebody up. Here's the reality. We live in a world where there is plenty of discouragement. People need encouragement. In your home, your kids, your spouse needs encouragement. On your job, your coworkers need encouragement. Man, you, 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 Trey, you like to be around people who encourage. I like to be around people who encourage. And I like to encourage it. it, Man, there's something about encouragement. No one ever says I've had enough encouragement. It just doesn't happen. We all long to be encouraged, right? Not superficial encouragement, not just, you know, niceties, but that true, man, I saw what you did over there. That was really cool. I'm like, you're a blessing to me or whatever the case may be that genuine encouragement, people thrive on that. And that genuine encouragement, I believe really does build relationships and helps you be a better communicator. Amen. Well, that was eight. Nothing for the barriers. And I should have, I should have seen that from the beginning, but anyway, it's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll give you uh, a pass on that one pops. Thank you, pastor. I, I, maybe we need to communicate better next time. <laughs> Touche, touche. No, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, anyway, thank you so much for being a part of this today. And Pastor, why don't you close yeah, this as we get ready yeah. for next week? I hope this has been a help and a blessing to you. And I hope that this will help you this week to communicate a little bit better wherever you find yourself. And I hope that if you enjoyed today's podcast, you'll leave us a five-star review. That really helps us get word out about the podcast. You'll go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Have new content delivered to your device every single week. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.